This is Surface Thinking with Blackie Chat, and today we got another good brother in here, my guy, good dude, decorated dude, one of the people that I might say is a part of the Social Security Club, somebody you trust with your life. Uh, everybody, let's give it up for Javinci, y'all. Let's give it up for Javinci. Hey, what's up, man? I really appreciate you being here. Um, been trying to get you here for a while, but I know life takes its own turns and twists that, you know, you might not be available as you are, but... Today is the perfect time. I believe in time, man. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you for having me, bro. Real rap. Uh, you know, you're my guy, man. Great dude. Great motivational person. Somebody you definitely need to have around. I appreciate you for having me, man. I appreciate that. So, when I when I booked you in and, and you actually hit me up on the humbug, the the base, the the overall title of this of 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 this uh discussion, I wanted to know about like the the balance of all of the things that you have on the table as far as being a father, being a fiance, doing photography, doing video, doing acting, doing com comic comedy, doing lift, working mm -hmm. hard, uh, trying to be a family man for your other friends and family. And like the balance of the struggle of a, of a, a creator or a creative, like, what are some of the things, the obstacles that you go through on a day-to-day -day basis, basis just trying to juggle everything? I mean, <clears throat> now that you put it in that perspective, as you were speaking, I was just thinking to myself, like, damn, that's a lot I got going on. Right. And it is. Right. Um, so the only logical answer that really came to my mind as you were talking is just, like, staying prayed up. For sure. Because I feel like with all that going on, all I do is really put my head down and just keep working. And I feel like... Most of the times, God just blessed me with the opportunities that come about. For sure. And it's kind of like, you know, like they, like they say, you work hard, you reap what you sow. And the balance, I'm not going to be honest. I'm not going to lie and be honest with you. Um, I'm not 100% all the way balanced. Right. I'm still trying to figure that out myself. And which that's one of my newest goals for 2019 is to uh, get my calendar decorated with just uh, events weekly. Okay. Having, ha being organized, being more scheduled because you miss out on opportunities not being organized. Right. Um, but for the most part, I could definitely just say it was, you know, me going hard and just staying prayed up. Right. As for far sure. As keeping the balance. So um, I can't imagine that you've done lift your whole life because it, it hasn't <laughs> it hasn't been out as long as, you know, as long as you've been, a, you know, old enough. Sure. Um. So let's talk about a little bit of like your journey to get to where you at right now. Like, were you working? Were you doing? What were you doing before you got to lift? Like, was there some situations that happened that caused you to have to jump out the window? Or just, yeah. just give me a little update. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, because you're my guy. But for the people, um, so I've been in banking for the last what six years. Okay. Um, banking turned me from a boy to a man. I would say honestly, most people wouldn't believe this, but banking has a lot to do with the success and mindset that I have to this day okay and again that might have just been god at the age of 21 when i first got into banking for sure you know what i mean like maturing me um so i've been real good on like the credit side you know helping people build credit loans all that good shit um excuse me we building the, you we, know we building. right right um yeah so i've been in banking for like i said the last six years that was a major part of my life that was my first full-time job okay and i ain't gonna lie i was scared to lose it mm -hmm. so um I stuck with what I knew, just went hard doing banking. And um, last August 2017, my banking career came to an end. Uh, I was fired. 
Okay. Um, fired from my job. Um, but it was kind of more joyous than like depressing because okay. I planned on quitting. I just didn't have a heart to. Okay. So another another God given thing. He just was like, "Listen, Giorgio, you're out of here." Right. Um, so that, so before before you go farther, like okay. I, I've been doing more and more interviews. Okay. And um, I've been getting grinded out by the people who 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 I respect, and you know how you got those people in your life that tell you how they feel and you respect it. So they tell me that I don't go deep enough. The idea of the show is to be deep and, and oh, to go beyond the, the, the surface. So I would be doing a disservice to my family and friends and, the, and my fans and the people that listen to the show all of the time. Yeah. Why were you fired? Oh, man. <laughs> like, we, we got to so, be honest, man. We got to be gonna honest. We're going to be honest. We're going to be honest. So um, how honest do you want me to be? Because you know me. I right. can't give it to you. You want me? You want the logistics? Like, like, you want what really fucking happened? Like we, 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 <laughs> we gotta know. We gotta know. So, um, so what happens is, um, so all right, let me give you a quick rundown on how this banking chick go. So at TD Bank, I started off as a teller. Once you graduate from teller, you kind of go over to the customer service rep, which is the people who open your accounts. Okay. Um, at TD Bank, I did that. I was at TD Bank for five years. Uh, my fifth year, I left and went to Citizens Bank. Citizens Bank is a little different. Not only are you uh, a customer service rep, okay. but you a customer service rep and a teller. Okay. So I played both parts. Um, being as though I hadn't been a teller in so long, my count was a little rusty. Okay. Um, with my count being a little rusty. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on. So you so you saying yeah? All right, I'm gonna let you finish your story. Go ahead. All right. All right. So being that um. Being at Citizens Bank, my account was a little rusty. Um, my drawer was off $100. Okay. Now, you don't get fired for the first offense, so obviously this wasn't my first time with my drawer being short. Um, but it's really not It's really not uh, foreign in the banking industry because shit happens, mistakes right. happen. Um, my my uh, I got audited one day, and they was like, yo, you short $100. We can't find it. It's like your third or fourth shortage. And... You know, we're going to have to put you on probation. We're going to take your drawer away. So they took my drawer away. I just, I was coming to work at that point, like not really doing shit, but standing around getting paid for that. Mm -hmm. That's how you know you're about to get fired when they got you coming to work and you ain't doing shit. Right. Um, so that's what happened with that. And uh, yeah, I was short $100 and my drawer came up short and they wasn't having it this time. Right. It wasn't the first time my drawer came up short, but at the same time, it was like... I needed the money, so. Okay. Yo, are you sure you passed the statute of limitations? Oh, I should be good. Okay. It was only a hundred bucks. Um, damn, it was only a hundred bucks, so it wasn't anything too, too, too crazy. Like where they were like, "Oh, let's go get him. Let's right. book him for that." You right. know what I'm saying? Right, for sure. So it was, it was, it was a small thing to a giant for them. And um, they just let me go. I was the day they let me go was like a blessing. Okay. Uh, I wasn't upset. I was in the office. I was ready for it. I was waiting. And I was just like, y'all don't know the favor y'all doing me right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and as soon as I left, I just put in my unemployment papers and shit like that. Okay. And you know, I got that. So as a man, we are. I was reading a book called the uh, the Way of a Superior Man, and it's supposed to. It, it talks about a feminist and mas and masculinity. And it talks about the the places of a man, the role a man should have in a relationship. So leaving that job, basically, you caused your own fate. Basically, if we if you want to be honest, right? Yeah, yeah. So basically, what is it like going home to your fiance, like saying what happened? 
Whew. Well, did you tell her the truth? You spent it. They nah, racist. I told her the truth. Okay. I ain't spent anything. She already knew what type of time I was on. As okay. far as like tapping my drawer and shit like okay. that. And you know what's so crazy is that. Um, all right, so here's the deep down true story. Like okay. I took a hundred dollars from my drawer. Okay. Um, I needed it at the time. Like I think pay week wasn't for another week or so, and I just had some shit I could catch up on. I could have easily borrowed it from somebody else. But like I said, I did not care for my job at the time. Right. So it was like, why not just take from them? And that's what I did. So the day that I was getting audited, <laughs> it's funny because my car was in the shop and my fiance was actually dropping me off at work. And I went in the drive. I went into my job. They was like, yeah, Georgia, we're going to audit you today. I said, all right, I'll be right back. I'll take a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I was $100 short, so I called my fiance right back. I'm like, yo, babe, let me get that $100 you got on you because they about to audit me. I'm going to give it back right after this. She came through. I went outside, got the $100, came back in. Um, the, the the manager audited me was so tight, I didn't have a chance to put the money back in the register. Mm-hmm. So I just chalked it. I'm like, fuck, it is what it is. So when, when I when I came home, like, and I didn't get fired that same day. It was probably wasn't until a week and a half later. So when I came back home um, and I told her that, you know, I had got fired, she knew what type of time it was, but also she knows my character because – Besides work, she know that, you know, I'm a hustler outside of that. You know what I'm saying? I right. just, I just, you know, I, I'm afraid to let my family down. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like she knows that. Mm-hmm. So she was pretty secure in that alone. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like a major deal for her. So you feel like, you know, it's y'all two against the world, you know what I mean, in, in that respect? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. Because we got, like I said, we got two beautiful little girls and they got to eat. But like I said, too, a lot of it was God, though. Mm-hmm. Because I could have easily, you know, lost my job and been disapproved for unemployment. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have lost my job, been disapproved for unemployment, not had a brand new car. Like, everything just lined up. I had got my brand new car, which allowed me to be able to do Lyft mm-hmm. probably, what, March, April, May, June, July, August, five months before I was fired. Okay. So just imagine if I would have waited to get a car or something like that. Or and I that didn't. job, the job helps you when you want to go get it. Right, okay. with the income and okay. all that good stuff. So, so yeah, um, that's what pretty much, you know, how it went when I got fired. So what happens at that point? Because that's not, I mean, traditionally you say God is good. I'm happy he did this. Everything happens for a reason. But on the surface, it's like, I ain't got no job. So do you go through a process where you, you take a couple of days and you dissect everything and then, you you know, you take it hard like, dang, I really ain't got no job. Like, because it's like that bad breakup, right? Yeah. It's like y'all been together so long. You've been together six years, and then it's nice. like y'all not together no more. So it's like, all right, it's easy, but that second nature is the next day. Like, I'm going to work. Damn, I don't have a job. Right. So what takes place after you lost your job? So, uh, honestly, I was so ready to not be working right. that I kind of took – I challenged myself in a way. That's a good question because I had already in my mindset, like, yo, you know, like I said, it was a week after I got fired, after the situation happened. So I kind of had my mind after that situation, like, yo, if you get fired, what are you going to do? And one of my main goals that I wanted to quit was because I wanted to go harder at my craft. Mm-hmm. So I knew that every day that I didn't have a job, I was going to go harder at something that had to do with building me up, building my person up. Um, sorry if I'm boring you. No, no, not at all. I'm messing with you. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> um, I knew that me... Uh, I knew that me losing my job, I wanted to go harder with my craft. So I just, I, that's what I, that's one thing I wanted to focus on was just being a better me mm-hmm. and, and building on myself and not building for somebody else's company. 
Okay. So that was that's that's where my mindset was at with that. It wasn't like, oh man, my job. What am I gonna do? Like it was like that for the first probably like three hours mm-hmm. after I lost my job, and then it was like, yo, it's whatever. Like it's whatever. Like this is kind of what you wanted. So you get that, and you automatically thought that lift was the opportunity that you was gonna take. Um. So the thing is, I had literally just signed up for Lyft probably like right before I quit my job, but I wasn't doing it as much as I, I what had What job to. did you quit? You had another job you I quit? Not quit my job. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I got fired. <laughs> this is my story. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> no, you know, I had told so many people that I got fired. Right. I meant that I quit instead of got fired. Not because of embarrassment, mm. but more as like a motivational type of story because okay. it was like, bro, I wanted to quit at that point. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was just God got me fired. And it wasn't, like, I got fired, and I was trying to keep my job, or I was yeah. trying so hard every day. So, that's why I say I got fired. I mean, I quit. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I had already signed up for Lyft. I wasn't doing it as much. I probably was doing it a little bit when I left work. Here and there, shit like that. Nothing major. But when I when I got fired, whew, that shit was my full-time job at the point, at, right. the, at the time. Right. So, getting that out the way, we, we know that you do – Photography, video, acting, comedy. And one thing I noticed about you, and I said this to you off air, and I said this to you before many a times, you have the gift of being at the right place at the right time all the time. And, like, what can you attribute that to? Like, why is it that way? Is it something you set up, or is this like it just happens? You just, it's like, what is it? a tough question but a good one as well um it's tough to answer because it's like i don't even know how i do it but i do Mm -hmm. i like honestly i kind of subliminally do it and then it really happens and i'll be like oh shit yeah it's really happening so like in the back of my head i see something and it's like all right i'm gonna do it this way and i like in reality i don't really know that i'm doing it okay but in my mind it's like I start the process. I start the process in my mind and it eventually comes into reality in a way and things start happening. They start falling in place. But I also, one thing about me is I've always been like a strategic person. Like I played football for 11 years of my life. Mm-hmm. One of my main things that being a great running back was knowing like before I used to, like if it was a play where I knew I was about to get the ball, I'm looking at the field and I'm seeing like, all right, who's who I want to go at. You know, and how do I want to do it? And what move am I going to hit once I get to him? So it was like, that was one thing I I, I did before I even got the ball in my hand. You feel mm-hmm. me? So it was like, once I got the ball in my hand, it was curtains. Okay. So I feel like that's how I do life subliminally. It's like, all right, I see this situation right here. I do this. How can I get there by doing with my talents? And it's like, I just go for it. And like, you've been seeing, like, I've been getting blessed. That's all it is, is blessing, honestly. And, and me just adding a little extra oomph behind it. Um. So, so yeah. So I feel like as a creative myself, I feel like I put uh how can you say? It? I put wet par- like 15 wet piranhas in a paper bag cuz I'm fighting against myself to all of my my talents. And it's like I love to do all of these things, but it's not enough time in the day and I do believe in the Will Smith effect or thought that I thought of if you focus on one thing this one thing can open the door for other things. But when it's very hard to focus on one, like he focused on rapping, 
mm-hmm. and then you know as he focused on rapping lady b ran to new york and she's put in a good word for him and he got a couple opportunities and then these things happened where he had the first prince then the first prince got then every you know his big break when he did the joint with his dad and he started crying that was his big break as far as acting they took him serious then he got a couple roles and then that happened he started doing philanthropy producing so his whole life he's been progressing with everything that he wanted to do but the hard part for me and i'm asking you is like how do you know which way to go to get to that next level to where you really want to be man you just you just put me d to uh will some of will smith's thoughts and focuses i never know that was a challenge for him right and to be completely honest honest i'm still struggling with that exact thing you're talking about as far as like knowing which way to go one of my homies uh named lance i talked to him like three years ago and i was in a car and we was talking and i was like yo I don't like this comedy shit is cool and I love it. But it's like when I play football, like, you know, little Thanksgiving games mm-hmm. or little pickup games, I love it, love it. Mm-hmm. Like that shit, like it feel like at home. It take away all my worries, everything. So I'm like, how do I get that feeling with comedy? And should I be doing football or comedy seeing as though I feel like that? Mm-hmm. And he was like, you got to just be real with yourself, man. Like which window is shorter? You know what I mean? He was like, you know, you 20, what, three years ago, I was 25 years old. He's like, you're 25 years old. You ain't in college. Not saying it can't happen. It's not possible, but he was just being realistic. Right. He was like, the window is shorter for you to get into the NFL than it is to go with comedy. Mm. So I feel like to answer your question, it's really about uh, process. It's really about the process of elimination and uh, just being logical. It's like, what do you do best at the current moment? What window is shorter for what? What do you have a better successful chance at? Um, right now, I say I struggle with it is because I do the, like, you know, the videography and the comedy and the window's pretty wide open for both. Mm-hmm. So at this point, it's like, yo, do you want to be the star or do you want to be recording stars? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at with it right now in my career period. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still struggling with it. I'm still trying to figure out myself. How to how to cope with you know picking one, but if I had to choose, like if I had to tell you right now, if you ask me, oh, what do you love more, comedy or or shooting videos? I love 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 making people laugh, but I have a lot of fun shooting videos and editing. Okay, hmm, that's that's a good jump, and I and I say that because it's 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 tough. Sometimes I just pray like God, why don't you just give me one talent and let <laughs> me just focus on that one thing because Facts. I fight so hard like it's so hard i like to do podcasts and i like to talk to people i like communicating i like to do photography i like to do video i like to write scripts i like to produce shows you know i like to produce music i like to write music i like to write poems i like to read i like to write books i like to you know and i'm good at all of them i like you to are. dj and it's like if i focused on one thing i'm doing myself a disservice because i don't like to be tied down to nothing i don't want no contracts i want all boost mobile cricket i want any no contracts because my mind i'm just a creative person where right i walk in a room i just feel like the ambiance okay i want to i want to oh i love that song let me write this Mm -hmm. and then it's like oh i like that i want to do this because i don't want to i want to be like the nelly Furtado song fly like a bird right right yo i feel that i don't know where my heart is because it's so much it's just like you so talented. It's like why did like you said either discredit yourself or sh- or sell yourself short. Exactly. Um, but 
you got to keep in mind, like, if you're really trying to get into the door, you need to pick one of those things. Like, what do you do best? Like, to me, you, you inspire people in a way that others can't and for no reason at all sometimes. You okay. know what I mean? Like, you call me randomly. Just give me things that I need to go on through life. Like, literally, you figure out, like, I'll have a void of, like, a problem, and you literally erase that entire problem. Like, I don't know if that's what you know that you do for people, but you do. And you don't even know it probably some of the times. No, I mean, that's, that, don't be my, that don't be my idea. Right, but that's what I'm saying. That's one of your many talents. And that's just my perspective as far as, like, something you do great. Right. Because that's something you do for me, Pauls. Right. But in your own mind, like you said, you do everything. Like, you, you fucking DJ now, bro. Right. And you... You you put me on to a lot of great songs. Right, for sure. But you got to be real with yourself, and it's like, what's going to get me in the door? And I think what's going to get, like, somebody like you in the door, and this is just my thoughts, you you kind of already doing it. Like, on your page, hmm. um, every day, you giving advice, and you giving hindsight on life, because that's what you love to do. For sure. You're very articulate, um, so it's not like it's coming from anybody, and you're very urban as well. Right. So it's like, all right, perfect. I'm, I can listen to him, and he, you giving great advice. At the end of the day, you got the old soul. So, the tough part is about like for everything is tough. Like for me, doing for video, I love doing video, but I hate the customer service idea of it because like <laughs> y- you are constrained by the by the by the 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 consumer. You know, you're doing what they want you to do, and it's like that shit is whack. Mm, that shit okay, is corny. Okay. So for everything that I do, I there you. is a gift and a curse. Um, photography, people are too basic. They just want you to take a picture right here. I'm just standing here. Hey, and it's like, come on, it's more art to this. Sure. This is no art in this shit. Anybody could do this. But then when you get to the, the part of motivating people and being around people and, and, and helping people, the, the bland thought of it is whatever I put on my page, I hope it applies. If it doesn't apply, let it fly. But when I do talk to people, I get too invested where, Mm. Oh, I don't like this guy. A girl hit me up and was like, <clears throat> she 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 was gay or whatever. And she was like, I can't take this. I don't want to be around this girl no more. She did this, 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 this. And I said, listen, you really got to understand and see if you're done first. Because you might not be done. No, I'm done. I can't take this. I'm, I'm taking penitentiary chances. Okay. Hmm. And I get all, look, get all invested into it and wanting to help somebody grow right. and then I go on a page the next day and they lovey dubby with the same person who did them wrong. Mm. I care too much. Mm. So that's the curse of that. When you think about um music, writing music. It's like, no, DJing. DJing, I got an idea of a set and I was just talking to a DJ AMH about this uh episode prior and we was talking about it and I was like, yo, I created this these crates of 90s music then I'm gonna bring the 80s into it I'm gonna bring the, the 2000s into it I'm gonna bring some new future and Lil Uzi I'm gonna do all of this I'm trying to get into my zone and then you got somebody coming up to the yo can I uh can I yes no you can't come in son I- I'm busy right now yes your iPad charge okay go back up go- alright thank you Shout out to I, Lil Blake. I, I guess that's the parts of the of the job that comes with it. All right, son. Thank you. So, uh, if I had to dissect what you're saying, as far as like you saying like you got the so many talents, and then like you said with the photography, people so basic. That goes back to my point, where it's like, you know, you really gotta be logical in the process of elimination. So, if you feel like when you're doing photography, 
and you hate certain shit about photography, that's a process of elimination. It's like, all right, you know what? Photography ain't going to be my number one thing because this is what I dislike about it. For sure. Or videography isn't going to be my number one thing because this is what I dislike about it. So it's like, what do you have more dislikes with and what do you have more likes with? I, I agree with that. I think that... um Opportunities come to those who create them, and I, I, we talked about that before out of the Charlemagne book, and I and, and I and I stress that a lot because it just it just sits with me. But I've been through so much of dealing on other people's time. People saying they're gonna book me for a photography event, then I get there, and then they got somebody else there, or they don't mm-hmm. call me, or they don't want to pay, or oh, um, that's not in my budget, or all right, I do all of these things because behind See, the scenes, that's not so for you, bro. Because now they're disrupting your energy. Right, your energy is so great. Right. That being behind the camera is minuscule to you in a way. Now, I'm not saying you can't do it as an extracurricular. Right. But you have so much more to offer. And that's what I want to get at, too. Like when you said you felt invested, like with the young lady who, you know, was going through the thing. And then the next day she on her page. I feel like that's more so a, a self problem with her. It doesn't take anything from you. Like you're great at what you do. And because you're so invested, um, That's all good. Because you're so invested, um, it has nothing to do with you being too deeply involved with that person. It's really more so that person asking for advice from someone and really not taking it serious. For sure. So it's not it's not like you're too invested. That's just who you are. That's who Chad Black is. You feel me? Yeah, but that's the gift and the curse of it. Like, because I if care. You, yeah, but that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing because you might have helped her in that situation, but. You know, the girl might have came back the next day, her girlfriend that she was talking about, and said something that, that you know, changed her mind. Right. So it ain't like what you said wasn't effective. It's just about the person you're saying it to more than anything. So so one of my, well, one, 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 one new company is called Curator Village. Oh, nice. And, and that's... All right, so what you guys are hearing now is my son decides to come down here as I told him to go upstairs, and he decides to play on his iPad in front of me while we're doing this great interview so if you guys can bear with me while i try to chastise my son real fast blake i'll keep him busy while you do that blake um you gotta go upstairs son blake is two feet tall sorry blake is about two feet tall this is a splitting image of blackie chad blake a little more handsome and it's the most adorable thing in the world, man. And Blackie Chad is very blessed to have him interrupt his session. Deuces. He don't want to leave as he See watches you. his iPad. You want to say bye to everybody? Come here. Come here. Come here. <laughs> hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come over here. Come on. You got to say, say bye on the microphone. You ready? Yeah. Say bye-bye. Bye. All right. See you. All right. Deuces. I love you. All right, K-bye. Okay, Too dope, man. Too all right. dope. So, all right, close the door, son. That's me. What you mean, that's me? That's real. Um, close the door. All right, sorry, guys. So, basically, Curator Village was created because it's like you got the consumer and you got the person who puts it out, right? Mm-hmm. So, for me, I think I can create the content that people want to see, that people want to be a part of. But... It's people out here that don't know what they want. They just, you don't really get to dictate what comes on TV. You get to dictate what stays on TV, but you don't really get to dictate what comes on TV. That's you true. either like it or you don't. If you right. don't like it, you don't watch it. So I'm putting it out there because 
I think I have a heartbeat and a pulse of what I want to do, and I'm creating my own destiny. So therefore, mm. I take away the customer service. Mm. I take away the opportunity to deal with people that I don't want to deal with. I take away the opportunities of working for somebody else, and I create my own shit. So I might come to a, a you know, hey, I want you to do this. Can you do this for me? And say, yeah, cool. Now I've worked a lot on building relationships. And I do have opportunities where I can get people to help me, but I really try to keep things close to the vest until it's working enough where people just want to be a part of it. Mm. Um, so getting pushed back to the wall a lot causes you to change and do That's things true. the way that it's supposed to be done. And I don't, people like, yo, can you do it with my um, baby shower? I, I can't do it because it just it just takes away from what I'm really trying to do. Mm. Um, so how have you, how have you, you know, basically getting the constraints off of you from the actual nine to five, how have you took ownership of your life? Well, if you ask my mom, she said, you need to get a job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but if you ask me, uh, subliminally again, without me noticing it, I feel like I've taken, I, <sighs> yo, one thing about me, man, is like, I don't like giving myself a lot of credit. Um, I'd rather other people give me credit because to me, not and not on no cocky shit when I say I'd rather other people give me credit. I'd rather other people give me credit because then it's like, okay, you really are working hard if somebody else acknowledges it. Okay. I don't like to acknowledge my own hard work most times because... Do you not like to acknowledge it or you don't recognize it? Both. A little bit of both. Okay. A little bit of both. Do you see the difference, how it differs? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said a little bit of both. Okay. Um... One thing I could do is worry less. I worry. I'd be like, yo, I'm, I think I'm going hard, but it's everybody in the world that's probably doing this way 10 times harder than me. For sure. So that's one of my biggest reasons why I try not to acknowledge my hard work and what you said off air as far as like, you know, being in the room with certain people and not realizing it mm-hmm. is because I probably choose not to acknowledge the hard work I do or something like that. Right. For sure. Um, I mean, you probably need more words of affirmation from people because you're just... You know, it's you got an ultimate goal. And sometimes we have this goal. If our goal is I want to have a million dollars in my bank account, that's your goal. Right. That's fine. That's a good goal to have if that's what you want. Right. But when you're so focused on a million dollars, you don't realize that you had zero dollars when you created this idea and this goal. And Facts. now you got 6000 Yo, And now so you got 20000 And now you got 100000 But since it's not a million dollars, you don't really care about it. it doesn't. It's not as... But you got to really celebrate the small goals. And that's one of the things that maybe might put you in a situation where you might not think that you're worth it or might not think you should be in these rooms. But you should be in these rooms. You got a million-dollar dream. You got a million-dollar heart. Just got, you know, H&M clothes on right now. And that's fine. <laughs> but How where you, know you are. H&M shirt. Because I, I, I shop there, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, you know what I'm saying? You try to do the logo secret. You ain't slick. Um, you already know. You know, but, uh, but uh, it's not where you are right now. It's where you're going to be. And there's a lot of times the people have, I have I call it giraffe culture, and giraffes are prone to just look down. And it's people mm. that's looking down on you because they look at you and they like they up here. But they don't understand that there will be a time where, since they're looking down so much, it'll be a time where they can't even see you because you up. You know mm. what I'm saying? So you mm. kind of got to, focus on doing what you're going to do and know that, listen, regardless if I don't have the money that this person should be in, uh, that had the money that this person has or had the opportunities that this person has, I deserve to be here because I work damn hard and this is my moment. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's one of my opinions of why you should be a little bit more gracious at what you do. And I know you probably do this too because 
me creating videos and things, I go back in time and look at them and be like, dang, I did this six years ago? Yeah, People yeah. just doing this now. Yeah, And sometimes yeah. it takes you a little while to recognize how great and dope you are. Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. Um, that's true because uh, a close homie of mine, his name is uh, name is George. He go by Jesus on uh, on Instagram. He's one of those persons. He's one of those people in my life that does that for me as well. He goes back, looks at my old material. He's like, yo, bro, like you've been doing this for you've been doing certain shit that people just doing now five or six years ago. And I really got to go back. Like sometimes it just take another person. I really got to go back like, yo, you right. Like, I did do this five or six years ago. It may not be the same HD quality, <laughs> but but the work is there, the creation is there, and, and the mindset is there. So it's like, I don't know, man. I don't know if it's a part of being humble or, like you said, it's just in that I can't believe I'm living my dream type of mind state. And it's like, it's so much that, all right, it's so real that I'm living my dream that I don't realize I'm living my dream. For sure. That's what it is. For sure. Like, that's exactly what it is. It's like, but I kind of want to be aware. And I, I guess I am with interviews like this mm -hmm. um, and certain people telling me I'm aware a little bit. But I want to be more aware. It's kind of like when you say, like, yo, I want that Beamer. I want to get me that Benz. And then you get it and you win it. And you're like, all right, what's next? Mm -hmm. It's like you want to have that feeling that you want it when you ain't had a Beamer. Mm -hmm. But because you got it and you worked so hard for it, it's just like, all right, what's next? Like, I guess that, that falls on to, like, stopping and just appreciating what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, sure. So you definitely got to do that. Have you ever felt like you have a goal and you trying to attain this goal and you go far? Go for it. You go for this goal. But when you, when you, when you get to a certain point, you realize that you didn't, you didn't dream big enough? Like, you had a goal that was supposed to be the goal and you went for it, but it wasn't big enough. I can't say that I have at the at this at least not this early on in my career. I can't say that um I have had a goal and I didn't think and I didn't think like yo I didn't go bigger or harder. Um I guess it's because I'm at the stage where it's like I'm going hard for everything mm -hmm. and I'm trying to do everything big. Not to say that everything I do looks big, but that's how I felt at the moment at least like I give my all to everything I do. Um I give everything my all. It's just because I don't leave nothing on the table. For sure. It's pointless. It's a waste of time for you to even go into something and not give it y'all. For sure. So everything that I've done in the past, I might have can do it. I might have could have did it better uh, quality-wise maybe or instructional-wise. But other than that, like with my heart and my soul and all that, nah, I've I definitely been going ham. So let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. um, Heavy. Uh, we talked about your creative of photography, uh, you know, videography, di directing, and, and, and comedy. Mm -hmm. But with all that being said, you still have two beautiful little children. Thank you. And you have a fiancé. How you, do you be? You. How are you able to balance that time with them? Like, how do you fit them into this hectic schedule that you have? Sheesh. Well, right now, <laughs> I'm going through some bullshit. Like, and I don't know if this is a good or a bad thing, mm -hmm. but... That's one of me and my fiance's main arguments right now is my time. Okay. Um, lately, and I, I didn't realize it until like a week ago. I could have had something to do with the holidays or it could have not. But one of her biggest things is like you always run in the streets. Right. And it ain't like I'm running the streets out here drug dealing. I'm just always running the streets as far as just like trying to find opportunities. 
And it is it it it, it 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 does hinder the relationship. I ain't gonna lie because that's one of the main sacrifices. Like that's that's really a sacrifice. Um because it's like yo, you choose to run out here and follow behind such and such trying to get trying to do some free work as opposed to spending this time with your girl and your and your daughters. For sure. So it's like that don't always sit well with the other person who isn't dream chasing. Right. Mm, so speak on it. Yeah, it doesn't always sit well to other persons who is dream chasing. I'm just so thankful and blessed that I'm not too selfish to understand what I'm doing isn't supposed to be just allowed. So it's like, even though I'm dream chasing, I still got to keep in mind that, yo, you got somebody at home taking care of your two kids one at a time. You out here trying to create the opportunity. She's getting stressed out by the baby crying. The mm-hmm. other baby want to eat. The other baby thirsty. The other baby won't go to sleep. This, that, and the third. So it's like I gotta take that into accountability. I gotta take that into accountability. So, 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 what's the so? Can you give him that charger, man, please? Yeah, go ahead. No, he ain't going Take that upstairs and don't come back. See you. <laughs> Your nose hurt. Well, pay attention and go out the door. So how do you how do you balance it off? So um, since she's so so since she's not dream chasing, she's happy with just you know you working a regular nine to five and coming home every day. You say that again. So, you know, you saying it's hard to, to it's hard to do what you're doing because uh, uh, you dream chasing. Right. So what you dream chasing, and she's not dream chasing. She probably got a re- regular job, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. How do you how do you make that happen? How do you make it make sense? Um, it don't make sense. <laughs> Straight like that, it don't make no sense at all. And it makes sense to you and I For sure. and people in the dream chasing world. And yo, the dream chasing world is really such a different world that people think you crazy when you talk about that world. Okay. Speak on that. So all right, so for instance, um it's just certain things you gotta do when dream chasing. Like you have to nourish your mind. You have to build your self-confidence to a place where most people don't do on a regular basis. So it's like when you do that, you start finding certain things out about yourself. You start finding out certain things about people. And if you never take that stretch, I guess this is even an entrepreneurism. If you never take that stretch to find out a better you or find out who you are, Mm -hmm. you just don't find out certain things about life. Okay. And I don't know if that's selfish to say, but I feel like it's so true because I feel like I can do anything. For sure. I feel like with me feeling like I can do anything, there's nothing I can't do and there's no job I can't get. There's no task I can't complete. So when talking about certain subjects with people and I, it might sound either cocky or egotistical, but they don't understand when I say like, Yo, I can do that if I wanted. They'd be like, but you don't understand. It takes this, that, that, that. Okay, I can do it. Right. So that's that dream chaser world, though, because I also look at it from the other person's mentality. Like, why is he saying that he can do anything? Why don't he just chill and realize to stay in his lane? They, they're kind of like one-track mindset. Like, their their mindset is more so on, why are you trying to do so much? And why do you think you could do so much? Whereas my mindset is, I can do anything 
even though I know I ain't about to go be a doctor, that's just the way my mindset is tweaked to think that I can. Mm. Whereas though they're thinking, bro, you can't be a doctor. You ain't go to school. You ain't do this. You ain't do that. All of that shit is still possible to me. Mm-hmm. So with, with me having the dream set mind versus someone who has a reality mindset, it's super hard. It's super, super hard. And it's just something I, I have to work on with that person because I'm the one that's out of the loop in a sense. Because I'm the one that's believing in all of this fairy tale shit that I'm trying to make a reality. They're living a regular person's life, the 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 uh, not regular person's life, but they're just living that regular mindset. Like I said, man, you really gotta like go for something. I feel like in order to understand what us dream tasters and entrepreneurism and people think, if that makes any sense. I mean, yeah, I mean, you gotta support, but like a lot of times they still want you to bring home that turkey. Well, that's one thing I am good at uh right. like i ain't gonna say i'm the richest guy but i'll make sure my family is street right you know what i mean like i'll wear the same outfit for two weeks and see different people all throughout them two weeks as long as my family cool right. so as long as my daughters and my girl and they eat at the end of the night and the lights are still on mm-hmm. i'm cool with that like i definitely do put that first like a lot of my career uh i've grown to not play around about the money for sure. Not even just for because it's like it sounds cool, like yo, I'm all about the paper, I'm all about the bread. But more so, it's because like yo, nobody can eat free, nobody can eat clout. You know what I'm saying. So, uh, what have you been working on in the last uh, in in the, in the last two months? Oof. So in the last two months, um, I've been working with A Town. I'm sure you're familiar with A Town. Okay. Um, internet sensation went viral, blew up, got big. I've been working with him for the last two months, um, just doing a lot of his production. Okay. Like uh, curating a lot of his comedy skits. Um, we did a music video together, shot by me and my man Velo. Shout out to Vi. Um, I've been working back and forth very heavily with his manager. Um, they've been keeping me busy. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that goes back to like, yo, do you want to be the guy behind the camera or do you want to be the guy on the camera? Mm-hmm. But I'm also, like I said, I played football for 11 years. I played running back all 11 years. I've never had a problem playing center. Okay. Um, so that's where that's what I've been doing for the last two months. Um, just did the video with DJ Diamond Cuts. Okay. Um, that was that was a major goal for me. Like, not even goal. That was just a major moment for me. Okay. And it still hasn't hit me yet. They're like, yo, I just did a music video for like, a Philly legend, like a goat, like a party music goat. Like I was a dancer growing up all my life. I'm talking right. hill toe. That's crazy. Pop, but that's the only pop. thing you know how to do. It's dance, right? It's hill toe. <laughs> that is dope. Right. No, I could pop lock a little bit. I just kind of left the pop lock out of the loop because I felt like pop locking is way older than hill toeing. Right. But I could he's definitely hit a right pop lock. He's, he's pop, he's pop sure. locking right now. I could definitely pop lock. Making a fool of himself. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, but the last two months, yeah. So it's been I've been working with A Town, working with DJ Diamond Cuts, and doing a whole bunch of uh, music videos in between as well. Um, and just trying to keep my game, my my Instagram active as well with s- small comedy skits here and there. Okay. Uh, I I want to say I I really thank you for being here. I think it's so much more that we got to touch bases on, mm-hmm. but I kind of want to cut it now because I kind of see like six months from now how life has changed, you right. know, and how from this point on, from this. Not to say that this is the magic sauce to your success, sure. but like you know, foregoing 
on to bigger and better things, things will happen differently in the next six months if you put your pre- put the pressure onto it. Um, I just think that as a creative, we do go through some things, and I think that a lot of people will, can relate to the things that you do, but you wouldn't have it any other way but to chase your dreams, right? Facts. I mean, Thanks. working at a nine to five is nah, really like it's just not for me. It's not for you. <laughs> it's right? not for me. Right. It's not fulfilling at all. Yo, I can't do it. I right. might have to go back to doing it for a little bit because you know, you know, I just got an accident, lifting all that social. I mean, uh, ride sharing shit is dead. Right. But I know when I go back into work, I'm gonna be in there like, all right, how do I get out of here? Right. For sure. <laughs> you for know sure. what I'm saying? Like, right. So, bro, I appreciate you for being on surface thinking, man. Everybody, give it up for Javinci, man. Oh man, thank you, man. I appreciate you for having me, man. On surface thinking, I'm. I feel like. Uh, I feel like this is a a start to something great, and I'm just really thankful to you know be able to be on here first yeah. season and all that. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. You know There's more shout, to come. Shout out to Blackie Chad, man. Thanks. Common sense is lazy, 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 lazy.